No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Ezekiel. After Magog invades Israel, God will provide a gruesome feast for the birds and beasts. The Lord will then glorify His name among the nations and pour out His Spirit upon Israel. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Ezekiel chapter 39 on Simply the Bible. Usually we think that things will continue as they always have, but a time is coming when God will do a new thing. He will put a hook in the jaw of Russia and seven other nations joining with her and bring them into Israel to plunder it. But then God will destroy those armies with the sword, pestilence, bloodshed, flooding rain, great hailstones, fire and brimstone. And God will use this epic battle to glorify his name in the eyes of the nations. But even more importantly, he will use it to show Israel that the Lord is their God. He is still alive and they are still his people. This will be a significant event in God drawing back the Jews to himself. For in the latter days, he will pour out his spirit on all Israel. Now, Ezekiel 38 spoke of God bringing his people back into their homeland. This has been fulfilled over the last century. More Jews continue to pour into Israel. And then in chapter 39, God describes this battle we know as the Magog invasion. When these armies come into Israel from the far north, there will be a great slaughter east of the Dead Sea. There will be so many bodies that it will take the Jews over seven months to bury their bones. As we finish up this chapter, God announces a gruesome feast. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 39, verse 17. And as for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, speak to every sort of bird and every beast of the field. Assemble yourselves and come, gather together from all sides to my sacrificial meal, which I am sacrificing for you, a great sacrificial meal on the mountains of Israel, that you may eat flesh and drink blood. You shall eat the flesh of the mighty, Drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams and lambs, of goats and bulls, all of them fatlings of Bashan. You shall eat fat till you are full and drink blood till you are drunk. At my sacrificial meal, which I am sacrificing for you, you shall be filled at my table with horses and riders, with mighty men and with all the men of war says the Lord God. And so God tells Ezekiel here to actually prophesy to the birds and the beasts that he is preparing for them a sumptuous meal, a sacrificial meal of all of these corpses. Now, this is very descriptive, very graphic and gruesome. And why would God do that? Well, because war is gruesome it is awful. And the point is, is that God speaks very graphically here to warn us against the wrath to come, to flee from the wrath to come, to seek to believe in God and turn to him while there is time, lest 
we be caught up in God pouring his wrath out upon those who reject him. Now, the birds and the beast will eat the flesh of these corpses and basically pick them down to the bone. And then the bones uh, will be buried over that seven month plus period. Verse 21, I will set my glory among the nations. All the nations shall see my judgment, which I have executed and my hand, which I have laid on them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord, their God from that day forward. God has tremendous concern for his name among the nations. He will exalt his own name throughout the earth. It is also why he is angry when people misrepresent him and give the world cause to blaspheme his name. Now, Russia has traditionally professed to be atheistic. But God will show to Gog, the biblical name given to Russia's leader, that the Lord truly does exist and he is the defender of Israel and he will bury the armies of Gog as he drowned the army of Pharaoh. In this way, he will establish his glory among the nations. But even more importantly, the house of Israel shall know that the Lord is their God. It is interesting that only about half of the Jews now living in Israel believe in God. However, that is up from 30 years ago when only about 10% believed in God. The revelation of God to his people and their restoration to himself will happen over time. It began with him gathering them from all the nations and bringing them back into their homeland. It will be completed when Jesus Christ returns to make war on the armies gathered for the battle of Armageddon. And then God will pour out the spirit of grace and supplication upon the house of Israel, and they will look upon the one whom they have pierced and mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, according to Zechariah 12.10. But this destruction of Russia and her allies will be a significant milestone in Israel coming to an awakening knowledge of the Lord when they see that he is working miraculously on their behalf. The Gentiles shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity because they were unfaithful to me. Therefore, I hid my face from them. I gave them into the hand of their enemies and they all fell by the sword according to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions. I have dealt with them and hidden my face from them. At this time, the Gentile nations will understand that Israel went into captivity and was scattered throughout the nations because of their iniquity. It wasn't because Israel's God was impotent, but because he delivered them up to their enemies because of their stubborn disobedience, idolatry, and ultimately their rejection of his son, Jesus Christ. They were unfaithful to the Lord, so he turned his face away from them. But this was not a permanent action. Yes, it has been nearly 2,000 years since they rejected Christ as their Messiah, and about 1,950 years since Jerusalem and the Second Temple were destroyed and the Jews scattered throughout the nations. And for the past 2,000 years, God has been gathering a bride for his son from all the nations. This is why it is so important for us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
As Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. But after Jesus comes for his church, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, then God will turn his face back toward Israel again. Verse 25, Therefore thus says the Lord God, Now I will bring back the captives of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name after they have borne their shame and all their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me when they dwelt safely in their own land and no one made them afraid. When I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them out of their enemies' lands and I am hallowed in them in the sight of many nations, then they shall know that I am the Lord their God who sent them into captivity among the nations, but also brought them back to their land and left none of them captive any longer. And I will not hide my face from them any more, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. And so we see here just the amazing mercy of God toward his people Israel. He will turn his face back toward them after they have borne their shame. And, and surely over the past nearly 2,000 years, they have borne tremendous shame in the world, going through tremendous suffering, the Holocaust, and so many other things that the Jews have endured. But God is not done with them, and he is bringing them back to their land, and he's continuing to do that, and he will continue to do that all the way into the millennial period, and he will be hallowed in them in the sight of many nations. God desires to use Israel to make his name holy in the sight of the world, and he will do it. And now God desires to do the same thing with each of us. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 5, 14, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. God wants to pour out His Spirit on you and use you for His glory. But it begins by turning your heart toward the Lord Jesus Christ and pursuing Him alone. Now God will use the gathering of His people back into their homeland and then later the Magog invasion and God's destruction of those armies to show Israel that he is the Lord, their God. It is interesting that David Ben-Gurion, who is considered the primary founder of the state of Israel and who was Israel's first prime minister beginning in 1948, made this statement. Ezekiel 37 has been fulfilled and the nation of Israel is hearing the footsteps of the Messiah. What began in 1948 will be brought to a new height when God shows himself faithful against the invading Russian army. And then all Israel will know that God scattered them to the nations, but he has brought them back to bless them and fulfill his promises toward them. Their Messiah is on his way. And God says, I will not hide my face from them anymore. When God pours out his spirit on Israel, 
He will turn his face toward them, never to turn it away again. I hope you realize that we indeed are living in the last days. I believe our time is very, very short. As we see more Jews moving into Israel and claiming to believe in God, it is yet another sign that God's Spirit is working among His chosen ones and that the time is short. We need to put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and turn from our sins and look up because our King is coming and His reward is with Him. Now, do these things frighten you? Listen, if you are ready to meet Jesus, then these things should not fill you with apprehension, but with anticipation because the Lord is coming. Let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for your prophetic word that you have not left us in darkness, but you have revealed to us the things to come so that we might be ready. And Lord, even as you told us that we should be ready, looking up, we pray, Lord, that we would turn from those things that would drag us down, that would pull us into sin and make us so that we're not ready. But Lord, that we would realize the days in which we are living and seek you with all of our hearts while we may find you in the day of favor. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast and please leave us a review. It helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord gives Ezekiel a vision of the temple that will be built in Jerusalem for the millennial reign of Christ. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.